Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Hello, Utah Street. Five, four, three, two, one. Masson and the Nationals got their man as Kevin Franson has been hired as the new color commentator for Nationals game broadcast on Masson. Welcome into Masson All Access, everybody. Bobby Blanco, Amy Jennings with you. Kevin will be joining us shortly live via Zoom. But before we get to him, Amy, he has a nine-year career as a utility player. Of course, one year here in D.C., uh, winning a championship in the division in uh, 2014. He has a lot of tool sets as a player. We have heard him on the radio broadcast. We've seen him make radio appearances and TV appearances. He is a talented man coming and bringing his talents to Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's exactly right. A utility guy in that nine-year career. So he, he knew how to adapt. He knew how to play a lot of different positions. Uh, he was a, a well-rounded player. He played every position in the infield, left field, DH. So that's probably why he was able to transition into the broadcasting world uh, so easily. He was a broadcast for the last four years with the Phillies and now back with the Nationals where he has a little bit of experience. He was on that 2014 Nationals team that won the division that year uh, and he has that relationship with Dan Coco and Bob Carpenter which is nice. We know how important relationships are in this field um, in, in the broadcasting field so I think he'll be able to slide into that booth and get things started right away because he's already established that relationship. Right and if you don't know Kevin yet already you'll meet him in just a few seconds and of course you get to know him very well over the course of the season but this guy just loves baseball he has a passion for baseball spent the last four seasons as a member of the Phillies radio broadcast team we mentioned the nine-year career with stops in San Francisco with the Angels in LA Philadelphia and of course Washington the championship uh, he just loves the game of baseball and he is passionate about it and loves talking about it Yep, that's exactly right. And he also always knew that he wanted to be a broadcaster. So that was kind of interesting. And you don't always hear that uh, from, from players. Now let's bring in the man of the hour, Kevin Franson, as he joins us via Zoom. Kevin, congratulations. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, man, just it's still exciting. I'm still pinching myself over the last couple of days. And uh, yeah, so thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, you talk about how exciting you are. I talked to you yesterday. Just how much more has that excitement settled down a little bit? Uh, any other thoughts come to mind? Are you excited to work with Bob? Um, and uh, if you don't mind retelling that audition story again, you had quite the experience auditioning yeah, no, with Bob. I, I'm excited to work with Bob. Just number one, we all know, I think, in the business, especially now uh, being in the business, uh, that Bob's a pro. And more than anything, that's all you want. Uh, I'm coming from a guy in Scott Fransky, who is one of my you know best friends now and in, in, in working with that. And I know I can get to a relationship with Bob and that's going to take time. That's the beauty of it. Um, but the beauty of Bob is that he's him. He knows himself. He, he feeds off of everything uh, his uh, co-host is going to have. So for me being with him, uh, it's going to be tremendous. So I look forward to that. Uh, and I and I laugh because Scott Fransky and, and the guy he listened to growing up uh, with Eric Nadell as as well with in Texas with Bob and so I've had some good rapport there and, and understanding. Um, it's still the same today. Like the excitement's incredible. That's not going to die down with me based on the fact that I know what this opportunity is and I'm excited for the future um, with what this holds. Um, but yeah, I mean it's man. 
to think that the, the day I did my audition, I think it was like a day or two pr uh, prior, they sent me a, uh, a video and they said, Hey, we're, you know, we'll do this half inning on this. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, we got to the day of the audition and I opened it up and, or, or had the zoom call with them and Bob's on there, chips on there. And they're like, all right, so you've watched the video. I was like, no, nope, haven't seen it. I'll just open it right now. And it was downloading as we were starting to talk. And, uh, yeah, I look, I don't want things to be scripted. So for, for me going into that, I, I just wanted my, me to be myself. That's the best version of me. I'm not an act and I just want people to get the real thing. And they did. Kevin, I liked what you said about being a utility player for your nine-year career and being able to be well-rounded and adapting and thinking on your feet. So, you know, taking it back to your transition from a player to broadcaster, what was the biggest adjustment there? And now how do you think the transition from radio to TV will go? Uh, the biggest transition from playing to the booth, you know, more than anything, it was learning uh just the nuances on the radio and not stepping over your partner. I, I struggled with that early um, because I was so excited and, and there's so many things that you want to say. And uh, I, I jumped on a couple things a little too early. Um, but when it comes to, you know, the, the adjustments to TV, it's like, look, painting the picture in, in on the radio has been fantastic, right? It's, it's learn You get, you get to, to learn a ton that way. Um, going to the TV, people could see it already. You don't need to paint the picture, but what you could do is, is explain the why a lot more. And that's fun. I mean, uh, both are being a utility guy in, in, in baseball is awesome, right? Cause you're, I like to equate it as saying like, you're good at a lot of things, but not great at one. Um, with this, you know, and, and being able to do radio and TV and having that, it's like being a utility guy, but you just hope to be great at one. <laughs> So, so you're you're somewhere for a long time. Um, yeah, I just the, the TV thing is going to be fun based on the fact that you get to get more into uh, certain aspects of the game that you enjoy, that I enjoy, uh, and I hope that the fans enjoy it. Well, now back on the Mass and TV broadcast, you're reunited with Dan Kolko as a now a teammate as opposed <laughs> to just co-workers. Um, what can you say about your relationship with Dan? And, of course, got to ask you about that infamous moment in 2014. There is no wrong pipe. We actually made T-shirts of that that year when that happened. <laughs> yeah, and I still have well, – it might still be. It has a few holes in it. It's been a while. Uh, Dan's just amazing. Um, I've always equated him as being a part of that those teams because of being down there – uh, he was in the fray with all of us. And, and that's a, it's a big thing. Um, you know, the way I look at Dan is that he's taken every opportunity given to him and ran with it and never, it's never about him, but he just, he loves the nationals. And I think that's the biggest thing I've always loved about him is good or bad. He's there. And Dan's not in, in the background talking, you know, any smack about anything. It's just like, he's doing his job because he's good at it. He loves it. Um, and I think most fans understand he has a passion for it, right? And that's the biggest thing that comes across. Uh, when it comes to the, there is no wrong pipe, look, I, I've talked about this before, and I, it never gets old. It, it was the 10-year mark, uh, September 16th of 2014, when we clinched in Atlanta. Uh, and that was the 10-year mark of my brother passing away. And so that day was, it was long for me. And you know, being able to celebrate it just, I, I think people that have been in similar situations, 
they just know there's that the, the moment where you just want to let go and so you know being in the game for a while and being in your first uh champagne ceremony in the big leagues um I, I let loose a little bit and Dan's like I was saying, Dan was a part of it. He was, a, he wasn't like, Oh, well the sideline guys coming in. No, it was Dan Coco part of, he was part of the group. He was coming in. And so you want to treat him like the boys. And so we did. And then he was complaining about it being too cold. And then it went down the wrong pipe. He said it. And I went right back at him without even understanding uh, what I was doing at the time. But you know, it was during an interview said there is no wrong pipe. Um, and it, it obviously it lasted for a while. My, my little cousins who were, were either in high school or in college, they were sending me like, dude, you're on these frat Instagrams. Like, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't meant supposed to, it wasn't supposed to be like that, but it did. So, uh, yeah, we'll always live together on that one. And, and it's going to be fun to, to be able to partner up with him for, you know, what, like 30, 35 games this year when Bob's off. And, and I think that to me is uh, I, there's going to be no adjustment there. Let's just say that we worked on the radio together. Uh, we I've done podcasts with him with, uh, you know, so for me, it's just second nature with Dan Coco. I'm excited to see that reunion, Kevin. I hope there's some more infamous quotes to come uh, uh, there. But you talked about Dan Coco's um, passion for the game. Um, And you talk about making baseball America's passion. And you do that through embracing the now. And I know you're not going to shy away from talking about Bryce Harper and what he's been able to do. But on this Nationals roster, who are you looking forward to the most um, watching on a daily basis and highlighting their talents? Well, I think more than anything, it, it doesn't become cliche at all because Juan Soto, that's all you have to say. Uh, everything about him, the the, the, Ted, the new Ted Williams and every stat that, that backs it up, uh, it, it's amazing. Being able to see him for many years, you know, on the opposing side, it hasn't been fun, uh, but knowing that I appreciate the game, that I would go home or whatever and, and watch Nationals games based on the fact that I wanted to see him. And the growth that he's already like, what is the growth that he's had? Like, I just want to know, like he came in the big league. He was like, this is easy, you know? So you wonder what the growth is to see going forward where, where it ends up at. Um, it, that's the part where I'm like, Whoa, this could be, this could be incredible. Um, my very first game I ever did on television, uh, was for the San Jose giants. And that was like 2016. I did a couple games here and there. And Kaber Ruiz was the catcher for the Rancho Cucamonga uh, Quakes at the time. They were playing San Jose. So I'm excited to see where he's come from, you know, as far as I, I, I used to watch him and was like, yeah, this guy's pretty good. I, you know, and, and to see him now as a top prospect coming over and doing that, um, you know, Josiah Gray, obviously love him. But it, the one thing I think we can all as baseball fans hope for is Strauss. You know, and seeing Steven back and, and being healthy is, man, I'm excited. Because that you talk about everything and, and, and living up to everything. Steven Strasburg's that. that. And I, I just can't wait to be around him again and uh, just see how monstrous he is. That guy's a, that guy's a beast. There, I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, obviously, you know, in, in Josh Bell, I have a great story for him. when I, I got to tell him first, but... Uh, yeah, his, his 19 on his back looks a little bit smaller than the one it did on mine. Well, you mentioned Josh Bell, and of course, 
Juan Soto and Steven Strasburg. They're established major leaguers, superstars in their own right. But then you also talk about Kaber Ruiz and Josiah Gray. What do you th- What are your thoughts on the new direction for the Nationals franchise? Of course, they had that major sell-off last year at the trade deadline. There are a lot of top prospects that are expected to break through this year. Uh, what are your expectations for some of the younger guys coming up to the, your first season with the Mass and Nationals? I'm excited to watch people get their opportunity and see what they do with it. That's that's my favorite part because what we were talking about with Dan, right? And then having every opportunity and running with it and then see where he's gone. Uh, it, it translates in every walk of life. So you look at the baseball world and you get these rookies that nothing is defined as a rookie, but you could put yourself in a good spot. And I, and I can't wait to see, you know, what these young guys have in, in store for us. Um, you know, even in the, the, the prospect world and looking at what Kate Cavalli does uh, and, and how good that's a, that's a big arm. You know, and just knowing that there's there's things on the outside, um, you know, we were talked about it yesterday. Riz does what Riz does. There's winning always right behind it. They're, they're, the sell off. I I wonder how painful that was for him, truly, because that guy does not like to lose, and he knew that that was going to be there for. It. And uh, that's the part I appreciate coming. You know, and and being back with is a guy that's passionate about winning every day and he is taking it back to your playing days for just a second uh you appeared in that memorable 18 inning game two of the nlds back in 2014 with the national appreciate you reminding me about that yeah, yeah. just what yeah. do you remember from that night um oh <laughs> i don't know if people because I, I, I remember everything it's uh just the fact that fifth inning, fourth inning, fifth inning of the game. I don't know if people remember how it started to shift in the, in the weather. And we got to like the extra innings and it became bitter cold. Like it was a nice day. And then it went, we had no idea what to like. We had about five or six balls that we hit uh, <clears throat> that should have been gone. You know, and, and most likely had it stayed warm, it probably would have been with and uh, Rendon hit one, Worth hit one. And I think Desi hit one that we're just like, oh, that's that's it. Um, I, so I remember a lot. It wasn't wasn't really fun. Um, I, I remember coming in to pinch hit, uh, having a, a first pitch uh, change up that was in the dirt called a strike. Vic Carapaza, he was the umpire. He uh yeah, he missed that one pretty bad. And then uh, I got a hanging curveball on the next one and then just popped up to first. So that was real fun. I really appreciate you bringing up that day. Uh, longest flight ever after. Um, and never been as exhausted at a, at a workout the next day. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, I, I was there too, Kevin. And uh, yeah, the weather change was not expected because I was in a polo and, and I, I got sick. And then I had to fly across the country uh, to get to uh, San Francisco for the next couple of games. I remember how frozen everyone got. Yeah. Like, because no one expected, no one was wearing jackets. No one brought that. Next thing you know, boom, it was like, whoa. And the team store was closed, so you couldn't buy a sweatshirt. You could, they, were, <laughs> they ran out of hot chocolate. It was just the whole thing, but a pretty epic game. I think the Metro shut down. Yep. Yep. That's, that happens a lot. You'll find that that's going to happen a lot over your time. But hopefully, you're not taking the Metro uh, too many times. Um, real quick yeah. before we let you go, uh, you did bring bring up your late brother DJ earlier and you and your family have set up the 19 for life foundation in his honor. Just what can you tell us about the work that you guys do there and how can fans uh, help participate and donate? Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. 19 for life.org is the organization foundation that we started after my brother passed away. 
19 was his favorite number born on May 19th. His favorite player was Dave Rigetti, who wore number 19, uh, battled cancer off and on for 19 years. So uh, it's not coincidence with that, I feel. <laughs> um, but we started it because he, he had been around and, and, and met and meant so much to so many people and his fight and never given up on, on everything. So go the distance, never give up is the motto. And he had that above his bed the last few years that he, that he had, but he had a, a on, 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 off with this cancer. It was six, 10, 18, 22 and 24, uh, is when he came down with it. And then he retired at 25 and that was September of Oh four. Uh, we started this to continue his, his and, and keep everything alive, being able to keep his, uh, his name, his spirit. And we do it by, you know, college scholarships, high school scholarships. Uh, we give, you know, to kids that uh, battle through adversity and, and, and they don't give up. They continue on. They don't let it, you know, you know, back them off, whether it's, you know, mental, physical, um, you know, anything that may be hindering themselves in, in their growth, uh, we try to help out there. Uh, we've given over a million dollars in scholarships and, and all that stuff. And so for us, uh, it's a tremendous way. We give a lot. Most of our money goes to uh, Lucille Packard Children's Hospital at Stanford. And that's a, a huge deal. He spent most of his life there. Uh, we spent most of our life there. We, we went through two of the hospitals. Now they have a third one, which is fantastic. Uh, so we give back in, in the community and in, in, in their um, programs that they have for kids and, and things that are very passionate for us. Um, and, and that whole hospital, nurses, doctors, everybody, uh, caregivers and, and the social workers, we, we try to help out as much as we can. All right, Kevin, last thing before we let you go here. Well, two more things. People are asking, what's the deal with the beard? Is it staying or going? And do you have a signature home run call? Uh, signature home run call? Uh, no, I mean, like when you're a little kid, when you hit a home run, like you usually hit it over a bush. So I'll sometimes yell out bushes because uh, that's fun. And it's, you know, it, is it catchy? I don't care. Like it's mine, you know, like whatever. Uh, but it, the signature home run calls, they got to be organic more than anything. Um, the beard, like I will always say, if Dan Coco could pull it off, I'm pulling it off. Uh, you know, so... It'll be there. I, look, I, I have it. I don't have it. I rarely, I hate to shave. Um, just not, my face doesn't fit perfect with a uh, shaved face. So might get a little uh, five o'clock shadow here and there. Who knows? Keep you on your toes. That's what I'll do. <laughs> well, Kevin, we really appreciate the time um, and you joining us here on Mass and All Access. At Kevin Franson on Twitter, be sure to give him a follow. Uh, welcome. Happy to have you, and uh, we can't wait for opening day. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's, uh, it's a tremendous honor to be in, involved in this and, and with this. So, uh, Mass and the Nationals, I couldn't thank uh, enough. Be sure to check out the Mass and All Access podcast, Amy and myself, every single week on Mass and Nationals Facebook page and YouTube channel live on video, so be sure to watch us. If not, you can check out the audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, this past week, we talked about the major minor league player development staff upheaval and the new positions and faces that you'll see that are developing 
the faces of the Nationals and hopefully their next competitive team. So be sure to check that out wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to Kevin Franzen for joining the show. Thanks to Paul Mancano for producing it behind the scenes. Be sure to give Amy a follow on Twitter at Amy Jennings News. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco and at Mass and Nationals across the board on all your social medias. And of course, check out Mark Zuckerman's coverage on MassInSports.com. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll catch you next time.